All right, cool. I see the name is Kit Zumi. Oh, is that showing on there? Um, I th- I don't think it'll show once it if it's recording. Yeah, because but I know. that's one of the reasons why I don't use Skype because this is an old old account that I haven't used in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never I never even really use Skype either myself. It's usually Google Meets or Zoom, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing Kit Zumi is an old screen name or something. Yeah, it's back like way before I uh, started the business. So it's like it was like an alternate account because I have like multiple email addresses. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so let we I mean we can just pretty much jump right in. So we have Kristen from the Eclectic Chic Boutique. Mm-hmm. Now I was doing a little tongue twisters before before we started before we before we were recording. How did you come up with that name? Um. Well, it's funny because um i um i came up with this name just as i was actually reforming my business because originally when i got into the craft world i was a jewelry maker Mm. and it was all about just me and my handmade jewelry but then um when i started doing craft shows i was meeting other artists and i was meeting other makers and I turned my business into a collective of different makers and artists. So I renamed the business Eclectic Chic Boutique because it was eclectic. We had all these different things. Chic, because a lot of our stuff was very, you know, hip and young kind of. And boutique, which is, you know, it's it froze up there for a little bit. Uh, you said boutique. Right, so just because, you. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, boutique because of like the the what was it? What was the reason you said? Uh, because we were we felt like um, we had a boutiquey feel. So what, okay. we didn't look like a chain. We didn't look like a regular retail store. We felt very um, very personal. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is kind of the vibe that I got when I was um, you know checking you guys out online. Mm-hmm. The, you got and you guys have been around for a while. I think 2017 is when you guys started. Yeah, it's been kind of um, because we actually celebrated the second year anniversary of our storefront a couple of weeks ago. But the business itself has been around since like technically like 2015. So we've been around for a while. We officially became. A business in 2017 and then we officially opened the store in 2018 got it so it was kind of you I, I saw a little bit of the the behind the scenes it was you going to like these shows I know you just said you were doing the arts and crafts yourself how does how does one even get into that that type of field um well because when I first started out I was just making jewelry for myself and then I was giving them out to friends and people were t- telling me you know a lot of times people will say like oh you should you should sell Do your work for you a should, yeah yeah you should start a business and nice. so the very first like i was looking around at different craft shows and just trying to figure out how to get in and the very first show i ever did was a friend of mine she was doing an event at the double tree hotel she was part of a agency they were doing like a little conference and she's like oh there's this room that we rented out why don't you put your stuff there and see how it sells so that was literally my very first show <laughs> at a hotel so i think i consider myself lucky that that was like my first yeah uh, 
That's pr- uh, you've come a pretty long way then from the uh, the hotel conference room to storefront in Montclair. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's like after that, I just got so excited that it's like I started looking at all these different venues. Like, where can I pop up next? So I just started almost like showing up everywhere. <laughs> so just like doing like little like road shows of uh, like uh, I know there's obviously the West Orange like farmers market, and I know there's like these street vendor type shows these street fairs you were just like looking up wherever you could put a table and a sign in your jewelry yeah because i mean honestly i had really i didn't really know what i was doing at the time so it's <laughs> like i just kind of experimented along the way it's like just trying to figure out okay what worked what didn't work and then i would yeah. meet all these different people like i didn't even know i was networking like i was meeting different artists and i was getting advice from them and i was just kind of keeping an ear on learning Every show was a learning experience. That's so I pretty cool. Shows, street shows, arts and crafts markets, like almost every show you can think of, I've I might have done at least once. And that was that's all in New Jersey. This was. Uh yes, uh, all the shows I did were mainly in New Jersey. I think nice. the farthest I've ever gone was all the way up in Sussex County. I was doing shows at the. Um, there was a really cute winery um, I used to do shows at. Mm. Um, they, um, I feel bad, I can't remember the name offhand, but they sold cranberry wine. I remember it was like their signature thing. I think that's a pretty good idea. Go to a winery, let people have a few glasses, and then just parade them through all this like cool jewelry and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's pretty smart. And But you guys do more than jewelry at the store now. You guys have like a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. And... Um, it was a couple of years ago that I started working with individual artists that um, we got created a great dialogue with a lot of them. And I came up with a concept where it was kind of like consignment, where I would take the works of other artists and I would bring them to different shows to the point where I actually ended up setting up um, a setup in my uh, in my apartment. Like I actually had like a home showcase. Oh, really? Kind of running a business out of. And that, and uh, are you from New Jersey? Uh, yes, I'm actually originally from Woodland Park. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So you, and it, I saw some of the pictures too you guys have. There was like a lot of people that I guess, I don't know if it was people that you were working with, but you have a lot of artists, I guess they're, they're are in the store now, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. And you guys do, I also just looked up, I was looking at uh, the CBD stuff that you guys have. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now is that? Um, where you, where do you guys get that from? Cause I think there, there's a lot of CBD places that are out there now, I think. And some yeah. are good, some are not good. Like how, where are you guys getting yours from? Um, so I actually work with a independent maker who, um, we actually have a couple of CBD companies that we work with. Oh, nice. So each one has their own, um, kind of their own spin on CBD, the way it's, um, the way it's ingested or the specific strain that they use. Mm-hmm. And I have one artist who she gets her hemp from a farm in Oregon. And then she actually formulates her own products from Oregon. She, mm-hmm. So cow. it's a, um, it's a farm that's been growing hemp for many, many years. And then nice. I have another company I work with who they make infused edibles and they're right in Fairfield. They have a facility where they infuse the CBD. So my cons- my philosophy with the CBD is that it's it's a it's part of our holistic um, yeah. 
it's part it's part of the idea of well-being it's a part of self-care and it's a natural product that can be used to help calm and relax you and just overall give you better well-being yeah we um my friend of have have you know tried a little bit here and there i've done like 30 days on 30 days off and it helps tremendously with one anxiety but two just like muscle soreness like if you're sore it just kind of like re- relaxes it a little bit Mm-hmm. and the and you guys so you guys have a few different companies for the cbd you guys like do a lot of stuff i guess you know putting the eclectic in <laughs> in eclectic chic for sure i saw that you guys do the uh, right now with everything going on, you guys are doing like virtual like crafts and things like that too. Is that, is that right? Uh, yeah, we're doing virtual craft classes and, uh, it's funny because even pre COVID yeah. that like I had ideas for doing virtual classes, but it was the kind of thing where I was like, okay, well this, these are the ideas I have, but we'll, we'll get to them eventually. And yeah. that's like, as soon as literally as soon as the lockdown started, I'm like, like, okay, let me find them notes. <laughs> Let's fire this up. Now, is this something where the people that are participating need to get the stuff like beforehand? Is it stuff where like you have them pick up like a like a package at the store and then it's like, you know, everyone at Wednesday at seven, we're going to, you know, open up your box and we'll we'll get it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we do is um, we've tried to keep make the classes as accessible as possible. So we picked specifically classes where we can include all the ingredients and as much tools as we can in the kits themselves and that we would have the kits ready to be picked up or ready to be shipped out to our participants and we've taught classes essentially all over the united states at this point really we've taught classes uh, with participants in new jersey we've taught classes in new york arizona california florida Uh, we taught we're teaching one this weekend in georgia that's pretty sweet. And so you mail them out to, to Georgia? Is that? Uh, yes, we actually, because um, a lot of the classes we began, we've got people who would book online for our classes that are already on the schedule. Mm-hmm. But then we'll have families who are like, um, you know, oh, we're all getting together this weekend. Can we book a class to get together? Or I'll even have um, companies who are like, yeah, we have clients all over the country. We want to get them together because we normally do a convention, but instead we're going to do this class. <laughs> oh, that's so like some corporate stuff too. Mm-hmm. Just like so, team building and, and things like that. Uh, yeah. It's all about like getting people together, even when so, you can't physically get together. So when I think of arts and I'm actually doing this podcast in my wife's upstairs working. This is her craft room, all this stuff uh, behind oh, nice. me now. Um, I think of arts and crafts as like, like from when I was a kid, like putting popsicle sticks and glue and, and felt, but I'm assuming the virtual stuff that you're doing with like corporate people and bringing people together isn't popsicle sticks, felt and glue. It's probably way more in depth. Is that? Um, yeah, well, our classes tend to be very structured and very project oriented. So and we do kids classes too. And a lot of our classes are adjusted according to the age group. Mm-hmm. So like say for soap making, we have um, soap making for adults where we um, learn Dope, about- like, like hand soap? Uh, yeah, like hand soap. So with Melt and oh, nice. Pour, we're not working with lye or anything. It's already a ma- ready-made soap base. Mm. And they learn how to 
melted. They learn how to add food colorings to not food coloring. They add soap colorings to it. They add um, food coloring will change your skin. No, color, do, pretty... do not use food coloring. <laughs> uh, you can edit that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> soap coloring. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking about how we also along the way we teach people about you know what's the chemical makeup of soap. How does soap work? What are things you can and cannot put in soap? And we kind of scale it up or down depending on the age group we work with. Like we've worked with after school programs uh, where we teach kids about, um, you know, hygiene and soap. We teach, uh, you know, adults about, you know, all the different ways they can get creative with their soap. That's pretty cool. And do you find, do you have people like coming back to you after the crafts are done? Like, hey, that was kind of cool. Like, do you have more? soap or more this or that that you can send me that I can do kind of on my own? Uh, yes, we've been, especially recently with the virtual classes, because they've been so accessible, we've had people come back to uh, want to learn more, either because they're inspired, so they maybe want to one day start their own businesses, or maybe they're inspired that they just, they makes them feel good about themselves. It's lifting their spirits. It's like, oh, now I can make gifts for my family, or now I can just make something for myself. Yeah, I feel like everyone during lockdown is like, all right, if I can't go out and do these things, and I'm stuck at home, I need to find stuff to do mm-hmm. immediately. Soap making before COVID would probably be something that I didn't even know was like a thing. And how are you guys getting the, so with everything going on, how are you guys getting the word out like to these corporations? Uh, well, a lot of them are finding us. So oh, really? before, like when I was just opening the store, like I, um, I have a very, um, very comprehensive strategy. So it's like, I make sure that the website is always, up to date we have landing pages specifically for you know if a school is looking for classes if a corporation is looking for classes so we Mm. have dedicated landing pages for that and then we also constantly list classes on eventbrite and we also list our classes on a whole um slew of other websites so it's all about get really getting the word out there about your business And have you, I mean, obviously people, I mean, are you guys currently open right now to the public? Are you guys allowed to be open? Uh, Yes, we're, uh, we've we've been open for, um, since they told non-essential businesses that they could reopen, we've been open. Nice. I think a couple of months now. Oh, okay. That's good at least. And have people um, started to kind of come back in a little bit somewhat regularly? Obviously not, you know, pre-COVID type levels, but. No, well, even during lockdown, we uh, we were getting a lot of online orders. Like, I was maybe home from lockdown for about two weeks, and then I found myself constantly coming back to the store to fulfill orders. Wow. <laughs> to the point That's where good, I was just being in the store just, re- like, during regular store hours, just fulfilling orders and answering people's questions. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I see the Amazon box behind you. That's good. That's pretty good. Oh. Yeah, because that's, um, in addition to selling on our website, we also sell on Etsy, we sell on Amazon, um, we're now selling on um, MakerHoods Marketplace, which that's a uh, new venue that's popped up, they're really nice, they're a Newark-based company. Yeah, I think a lot of, I mean, obviously you guys being in the industry that you're in, you know, I don't know how much competition there is, but like you said, you're pretty savvy and you know, you're staying ahead of the curve. I think a lot of the businesses around 
you know, around the area of where, where we're at, they're, they're kind of just, they don't know what to do. They're like almost just shutting down, like crossing their fingers, hoping that things get better. And you guys, it sounds like you're like, all right, we're on lockdown. Cool. We're doing the virtual classes. We said, we're going to start doing online stuff. And you guys are like doing all that. I mean, do you have any advice for the people that are, you know, maybe a little bit behind the eight ball with their, with their business? One thing I definitely recommend for a lot of business, and this is something that I kind of had to personally overcome too, is that your brick and mortar is only one facet of your business. A lot of businesses kind of see their, if they have a brick and mortar, their business begins and ends at their brick and mortar. It's now, if you're small, you actually have more flexibility to evolve. And it is, it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of dedication, but once you have it up and running, it's worth it. It's so worth it. It's, your business should be your, not just your physical storefront, it should also be your website, it should be your social media. Your business kind of needs to exist beyond your physical storefront, and then that's how people will find you. Wow. And also just and our- getting more creative with the things that you're able to offer your customers. And are, have you guys like, I mean, have you personally like taken any classes or anything or you're just like, Hey, I'm going on Google. I'm just, I'm just going to try to figure this thing out myself. Well, I actually took a lot of classes. So, um, after I started going around and doing my craft shows, like I felt like I was reaching a plateau and that's when I'm like, you know what? I think I need to brush up my skills, really learn about business business. Cause mm. I did go to college, but I only went to college for about a year, mm-hmm. and I was originally going for website design, mm. and I was really interested in business, but a lot of the business classes were more of the theory of business, Yeah, yeah. so it just didn't really resonate with me, Yeah. and I ended up going and taking classes at Rising Tide Capital, which I highly recommend to anyone who wants to start a small business. They're very hands-on, very in-depth, and you get... Uh, help even after you've graduated. Wow. And is that local? Is that something that can be done online? Um, I'm, I believe so. I'm not sure how they're doing it now, but I took the in-person classes like a long time ago and it was amazing. That's awesome. Okay. So definitely worth it. And it's paying they're, off they now. New, they have classes in Newark and Orange and Jersey City. Oh, so they're over. They're mm-hmm. all over. Nice. And where can, so you guys are located in Montclair. And what's the address so everyone knows? Uh, it's 547 Bloomfield Avenue. We're right by the corner of Bloomfield and Park Street. Yeah, Bloomfield Ave. Everyone's got to know where that is for sure. <laughs> and where can people find you online, your website, your social media? Um, so they can go to, for the website, it's theeclecticchicboutique.com or uh, the-ecb.com for short. Both will bring you right to the website. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us, the Eclectic Chic Boutique, on Facebook and uh, at on Instagram. Look for our purple logo. <laughs> yeah, you can't miss it. That's how I found you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys popped right up as soon as we started making our account. I was like, oh, this place looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That logo drew me in for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything you want to just let the, you know, the listeners know again, you're our first guest, which is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but anything you want to let them know before, uh, before I let you get back to fulfilling those orders. Um, well, this is for everybody, business owners and customers take a deep breath. 
and relax. Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> and chill also out. Just uh, we call it. I think one of the things is stop thinking that this is temporary. And I know that sounds scary, but once I personally have come to think of this is my normal, things just started to feel a lot more like I started to feel less stressed. Yeah, you're not waiting for like some deadline that may or may not come. Exactly. It's like this is the existence now and I'm going to live in it and this is my moment. Sounds like you've been having on, having some of that CBD yourself. Super <laughs> relaxed, super, super zen. I, if you come by, I'll give you a sample of our CBD chocolate. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I, I wouldn't leave. I would feel like I would just hang out there. <laughs> uh, Kristen from the Eclectic Chic Boutique. Again, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm excited to see kind of just how you keep growing the business. I'm sure we'll, we'll stay in touch soon. All right. Wonderful. All right. Thanks.